Safeguarding Voice. Welcome to ECP's podcast. Podcasts you can listen to whilst on the go or grabbing a coffee. Our aim is to make safeguarding simple to understand, as children and adults at risk are at the centre of what we do and their welfare is paramount. Today's podcast is being hosted by myself, Katrina Curtis, a safeguarding consultant for education and child protection. During today's podcast, I'm going to be discussing the new guidance, sharing nudes and semi-nudes, advice for education settings, working with children and young people, responding to incidents and safeguarding children and young people. Throughout this podcast, I'm going to try and keep the language as close to the guidance as possible. The aim of this podcast is to make this guidance easier to understand and apply in practice. This advice is for designated safeguarding leads, their deputies, head teachers and senior leadership teams in schools and educational establishments in England. Other members of staff should see a one-page summary on how to manage incidents available on the UK Council for Internet Safety website. This document may also act as good practice advice for out-of-school settings providing education for children and young people in England. This new advice replaces sexting in schools and colleges, responding to incidents and safeguarding young people which was published in 2016 by the UK Council for Internet Safety. The types of incidents that this guidance covers is if a child is under 18 and they were to create and share nudes and semi-nudes of themselves with someone else who is also under the age of 18. It also covers if a child under 18 shares nudes and semi-nudes created by another child under the age of 18 with another peer. In addition, it covers children under the age of 18 being in possession of nudes and semi-nudes created by another child under the age of 18. However, what the advice does not cover is sharing of nudes and semi-nudes of under-18s by adults, as this is in fact a child sexual abuse and education settings should always inform their local police force as a matter of urgency. It also does not cover if children and young people under the age of 18 are sharing adult pornography or exchanging sexual texts which do not contain images. In response to these types of issues, education settings should follow their local authorities' guidance and schools or colleges should also refer to the Department for Education's Keeping Children Safe in Education, which is statutory safeguarding guidance. This advice is non-statutory, however, and schools and colleges need to make sure that they read alongside this document, Keeping Children Safe in Education, which is statutory guidance, Sexual violence and sexual harassment between children in schools and colleges, which is non-statutory advice. And further to this, searching, screening and confiscation of non-statutory advice. This advice uses terms such as sharing nudes and semi-nudes. What this means is sending or posting of nude images or semi-nude images. It also includes videos or live streams by young people under the age of 18 online. This could be done via social media, gaming, platforms, chat apps or forums. It could also involve sharing between devices via services like Apple's AirDrop, which works offline. Alternative terms that are used by children and young people might include dick pics or pics, 
all meaning the same thing, the sharing of nudes or semi-nudes. Now, the sharing of nudes and semi-nudes can happen publicly online. It can also happen in one-to-one messages or via group chats and closed social media accounts. Nude or semi-nude images, videos or live streams may include more than one child or young person. Creating and sharing nudes and semi-nudes of under 18s, including those created and shared with consent, is illegal, which makes responding to instances involving children and young people very complex. There are also a range of risks which need careful consideration from management and those working within education settings. Now, responding to instances of such nature is complex because of its legal status. Indecent imagery does not always mean nudity, however. Images are likely to be defined as such if they meet one or more of the following criteria. If it's a nude or semi-nude of sexual posing, so this might be displaying genitals and or breasts or overtly sexual images of young people in their underwear. Someone nude or semi-nude touching themselves in a sexual way. Any sexual activity involving a child. Someone hurting someone else sexually. Sexual activity that includes animals. Now, an investigation by police of an incident of sharing nudes and semi-nudes does not automatically mean that a child or young person involved will get a criminal record. The police may need to be involved in some cases to ensure thorough investigation, including the collection of evidence. Where there are abuse or aggravating factors, incidents should always be referred to police via the multi-agency safeguarding hub, MASH or equivalent. When an incident of sharing news and semi-news is reported to the police, they are obliged under the Home Office, Counting Rules and National Crime Recording Standards to record the incident on their crime system. The incident will be listed as a crime and the child or young person involved may be listed in relation to this. This is not the same as having a criminal record. Once an incident is reported to the police, they will investigate and decide on an appropriate outcome. If an incident is found to have an abusive or aggravating factors, the child or young person may receive a caution or conviction. To mitigate the risk of a child and young person being negatively impacted, the police are able to record an outcome of an investigation under Outcome 21. A code should an incident be found to be non-abusive and not have evidence of any of the following. It might be exploitation, grooming, malicious intent. So what we mean by malicious intent is uploading such imagery onto a pornographic website. Persistent behaviour as well. Outcome 21 was launched in 2016. It helps to formalise the discretion available to the police when handling crimes, such as sharing nudes and semi-nudes. Ultimately, the police do not want to criminalise children and young people. They would far rather educate. And I know that's my experience, having been a police officer in the past. This means that even though a child or young person has broken the law, the police can record that they choose not to take any further action as it's not in the public interest. The decision to use Outcome 21 in these circumstances is likely to be reviewed by a suitably trained senior officer. When an incident involving news and semi-nudes comes to the attention of any member of staff in an education setting, 
the incident should be referred to the designated safeguarding lead or equivalent as soon as possible. Now, the DSL should hold an interview and review meeting with the appropriate staff. This may include the staff members who heard the disclosure and the safeguarding or leadership team who deal with the safeguarding concern. There should be a subsequent interview with the child and young person involved, if appropriate to do so, of course. Now, parents and carers should be informed at the earliest stage and involved in this process so that they can support their child or young person, unless there's really good reason to believe that involving them would put the child or young person at greater risk. So careful consideration should be given regarding this. A referral should be made to children's social care or the police immediately if there is a concern that a child or young person has been harmed or is at risk of immediate harm at any point in the process. The initial review meeting should consider the initial evidence and the aim to establish whether there is an immediate risk to any child or young person. If a referral should be made to the police or social care. If it is necessary to view the image in order to safeguard that child or young person, in most cases, however, videos and images should not be viewed. What further information is required to decide on the best response? Whether the image or images have been shared widely via services and platforms. This may be unknown at this stage and this is what you need to establish whether immediate action should be taken to delete or remove images or videos from devices or online services, any relevant facts about the child or young person involved which would influence your risk assessment, if there is a need to contact another education setting or individual, whether to contact parents or carers of children or young people involved, in most cases, as we've already established, they should be involved. An immediate referral to police or social care through the MASH or equivalent should be made at the initial stage if any of the following applies. The incident involves an adult. There is a reason to believe that a child or young person has been coerced, blackmailed or groomed, or there are concerns around their capacity to consent. For example, there might be special educational needs. What you know about the images or videos suggests that the content depicts sexual acts which are unusual for the young person's developmental stage or the images involve sexual acts and any pupil in the image or video is under the age of 13. It might be you have reason to believe a child or young person is at immediate risk of harm owing to the sharing of nudes and semi-nudes. For example, they're presenting a suicidal or self-harming. If none of the above apply, an education setting may decide to respond to the incident without involving the police or social care. They can still choose to escalate the incident at any time if further information or concerns disclosed at a later date. Sometimes the decision is made to respond to an incident without involving the police or children's social care and should be done so only in cases where the DSL or equivalent is confident that they have enough information to assess the risk to any child or young person involved, and that these risks can be managed within the education settings, pastoral support and disciplinary framework, and if appropriate, their local network of support. This decision should only be made by the DSL or equivalent, 
with input from the education settings head teacher, principal or manager and the leadership team and an input from other members of staff, of course, if appropriate. The decision should be made and recorded in line with the education settings safeguarding of child protection procedures. This should take into account proportionality as well as the welfare and protection of any child or young person that you engage with. However, if doubts remain after following your child protection procedures, local safeguarding arrangements should be followed. Staff and parents or carers must not intentionally view any nudes or semi-nudes unless there is good, clear reason to do so. Wherever possible, responses to incidents should be based on what the DSL has been told about the content of the image. It's important that all members of staff are clear on what they can and can't do in relation to viewing nudes and semi-nudes and that this is communicated to any child, young person or parent and or carer requesting that an image be viewed. You do not need to view an image to corroborate what has been said. The decision to view any image should be based on the professional judgment of the DSL or equivalent and should always comply with child protection policy and procedures within your education setting. Images should never be viewed if the act of viewing will cause significant harm or distress to a child or young person involved. Now, if you make a decision to view the image, then the DSL or equivalent need to be satisfied that viewing is the only way to make a decision about whether to involve other agencies because it's not possible to establish the facts from any child or young person involved. It's necessary to report it to a website, an app or suitable reporting agency such as the IWF, the Internet Watch Foundation, to have it taken down or to support the child or young person or parent or carer in making a report. If it's unavoidable because a child or young person has presented it directly to a staff member, or nudes or semi-nudes have been found on an educational settings device or network. If it is necessary to view the images, then the DSL or equivalent should never copy print, share, store or save them. This is illegal. If this has already happened, please contact your local police for advice and explain the circumstances. Now we know that this does happen. This has happened on many occasions before when I was a serving police officer. Staff just need to be honest. If they have shared it by mistake and not realising, it might be that they thought they should share it to the DSL via emails as a way of passing the information on. This is not correct practice, as is actually an offence in itself. Therefore, it's imperative that staff understand their roles and responsibilities. Discuss the decision with the head teacher or a member of the senior leadership team. Make sure viewing is undertaken by the DSL or another member of the safeguarding team with delegated authority from the head teacher or a member of the senior leadership team. Make sure viewing takes place with another member of staff present in the room, ideally the head teacher or a member of the senior leadership team. This staff member does not need to view the images. And wherever possible, make sure viewing takes place on the premises of the education setting. Ideally, this should take place in the head teacher or senior leadership team's office. Make sure wherever possible that they are viewed by the same member of the same sex as the child or young person within the images. 
Record how and why the decision was made to view the images in the safeguarding or child protection records, including who was present, why the nudes or semi-nudes were viewed, and any subsequent actions. Ensure this is signed and dated and meets any appropriate wider standards, such as those set out in statutory safeguarding guidance and local authority policies and procedures. If any devices need to be taken and passed on to the police, confiscate them and call the police. The device should be disconnected from Wi-Fi and data and turned off immediately to avoid images being removed from the device remotely through a cloud storage service. My advice from experience is to put the phone into flight mode before turning off. The device should be placed in a secure place, like a locked cupboard or a safe, until the police arrive and they're able to collect it for further details. For further information on dealing with these types of instances, please make sure you look at searching, deleting and confiscating devices. This can be found through the Department for Education's Searching, Screening and Confiscation Advice. Please do note though, this advice is for schools only. If the school has decided that other agencies do not need to be involved, then consideration should be given for deleting nudes and semi-nudes from devices and online services to limit any further sharing. In most cases, children and young people should be asked to delete the images and to confirm that they have deleted them. They should be given a deadline for deletion across all devices, online storage or social media sites, and they should be reminded that possession of nudes and semi-nudes is illegal. They should be informed that if they refuse to, and it's later discovered that they have not deleted them, then they're continuing to commit a criminal offence and the police could be involved even if they believe that they have such images with consent. Any decision to search a child or young person's device and delete images should be based on professional judgment of the DSL or equivalent. You should always comply with your safeguarding or child protection policy and procedure of your education setting. All of these decisions must be recorded. This includes times, dates, reasons for your decision and logged in a safeguarding record. Parents and carers should also be informed unless, as we've said, it puts the child or young person at greater risk. All incidents relating to news or semi-nudes being shared must be recorded. Now, children and young people can use the Internet Watch Foundation and Childline's report remove tool. This is to report images and videos they are worried about, worried have been seen and could be shared publicly. The tool helps children and young people to report an image shared online to see if it's possible to get the image removed. This must be done as soon as possible in order to minimise the number of people that have seen the picture. Now, if you're concerned that a child or young person is being sexually abused, exploited or groomed online, you should report to the National Crime Agency, CEOP, the Child Exploitation Online Protection Command. Now, we at ECP offer a training package called CREW, which stands for Confidence in Resiliency and Emotional Wellbeing. Our training encompasses topics such as peer-on-peer -peer abuse, sexting, grooming, exploitation and so on. These sessions are done in an informal way and are engaging for children and young people. Each age category contains different content that is age appropriate. These sessions are written and delivered by passionate consultants and are mapped to the PHSE and RSE curriculums. 
please make sure you read the guidance for further information and support, as there are case studies that you can learn from. I want to come to a close with what all staff need to know in regards to responding to nudes and semi-nudes. If an incident comes to their attention, they need to make sure that they report to the designated safeguarding lead or equivalent immediately. They need to be aware of your settings child protection policy and codes of practice. What they need to understand is they should never view, copy, print, share, store or save the image themselves or ask a child or young person to share or download as this is illegal. Now every member of staff needs to understand that if they have already viewed the image by accident, so if a young person has showed it to them before they could ask them not to, they need to make sure they report it to the DSL or equivalent and seek support. Do not delete the image or ask the young person to delete it. Do not ask the child or young person who are involved in the incident to disclose information regarding the image. This is the responsibility of the DSL or equivalent. Do not share information about the incident with other members of staff, the young person it involves, or their or other parents or carers. Do not say or do anything to blame or shame any young person involved. Do explain to them that they need to report it and reassure them that they will receive support and help from the designated safeguarding lead or their equivalent. Thank you for listening. Make sure you do take the time to read the new guidance. For more information on safeguarding, training and consultancy, then visit our website www.ecplimited.com.